Hi, I'm Michael Azarad, Editor-in-Chief of the TalkHouse, and welcome to the TalkHouse Music Podcast. In the late 90s, I had a couple of friends who called themselves Struggle Puss. They made freeform music with effects pedals. They sat on the floor and turned knobs and made weird instrumental noise. Eventually, they brought in their friend Tunde, and so now it was the three of them sitting on the floor, improvising electronic music with the same absolute focus and intent and lack of self-consciousness that little kids have. The thing was, this guy Tunde could really sing. A couple of years later, Tunde Adebimpe co-founded a band called TV on the Radio, and they proceeded to take Williamsburg and then the world by storm. Fifteen years and five albums later, the spirit of creativity and focus and unselfconscious intent still lives on in that band, which is kind of miraculous. It's funny because Unknown Mortal Orchestra's Ruben Nielsen came to his band in a similar way. He'd led a hard-edged New Zealand post-hardcore band called the Mint Chicks, and when that ended, he found himself in Portland, Oregon around 2010. He began messing around with music again, making highly wrought, idiosyncratic home recordings in his basement, with an odd psychedelic feel. Naturally, this new project, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, got a record deal, and Nielsen began touring and gathering crowds in critical praise. The UMO sound has broadened and morphed over the course of three albums, right through this year's release, the acclaimed Multilove, that's as heartfelt as it is sonically adventurous. So both these musicians have a similar free creative spirit, and they have some other things in common too, as you're about to hear. In retrospect, it's no surprise that they're huge fans of each other's music, but aside from the Minchik's opening for TV on the radio many years ago, they'd never really met. What a great excuse to put them together and see what they have to say to each other. Sure enough, they get down to some intriguing stuff. Like, when you write a song that comes from a deep emotional place, how do you find it in yourself to sing that song on stage, night after night, and sometimes for year after year? Where does inspiration come from? What does success do to creativity? They spoke via Skype. Tunde was in Los Angeles, and Ruben was in Portland. The audio quality is a little glitchy here and there, but you'll get the gist. Listen for when Tunde laughs so much that he's weeping. So here's Tunde Adebimpe from TV on the Radio and Ruben Nielsen from Unknown Mortal Orchestra on the Talkhouse Music Podcast. Tunde. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is a big deal for me. You're a big... Just like, yeah, this is cool. Oh, God. Hey, can we turn our cameras on? <laughs> That's better for me. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, dude. Hey. So how is everything going on tour? Uh, it's all right. We, we're really like worn out at the moment because it's like we've been, we just went to um, Europe for the fifth time um, this year. And I don't know, it was kind of, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty um, full pretty on. Full but on. Yeah. 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 So, but it's, but it's good. I'm not complaining really. I'm just kind of trying to be honest about it. And I was just like, I'm kind of tapped out. Oh so. man. Dude, you don't have to tell me at all. Yeah. It's like it's 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 the burn. It can you can definitely yeah. end up end up in it. It's stressful, you know, and it's like I hate to be the one who says like no one really gets that. You know, if you have friends who aren't uh in bands or on the road, uh it's I feel like the mental image is always you guys are having a thousand percent fun all the time and it's just like yeah. you're this merry group of like, you know. But it's crazy because you have to get into a headspace every night too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it is. It is really fun at the same time. It's like I don't. I don't want to um, complain about it to people because it's like a dream job. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, 
But can you imagine having a, a thousand percent fun all the time for like five years? Or, you know, if you just like kind of hardly get to stop, it's like, imagine That's what they mean. Yeah. Your, your bachelor party just went for like <laughs> two months, you know? <laughs> like, sometimes you want to not be at the party. <laughs> sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah, you like that. This, this you is just want to sit down and, you know, have some good, have, have a little meal by yourself and think, you know, think about things, but you don't really get that chance. Yeah. I've I've taken going to the bathroom when I don't need to go to the bathroom and just sitting <laughs> on the toilet, just like doing nothing for a second, because like, just like no one's gonna bother me. Just like <sighs> just put the seat down, sit down, <laughs> uh, sit on my phone just by myself yeah. in a little cubicle. Yeah, has anyone caught on yet? <laughs> they just uh, like uh, well, they will now. I guess I gave away my secret. <laughs> Everyone's just like, I hope he's okay, man. It's a long yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. It's great. Do you have uh, do you have kids? Yeah, got two yeah. kids. Yeah, how is that like? Oh, uh, that's cool because like kids always have like so much energy. So I get yeah, I get a lot of energy from them when I'm back home. Sure. And um, because things are going well at the moment, it's like it's good. So yeah, like you know, I get I'm paying for their school and all that stuff, and I'm making sure. Sure good dad or something oh, yes. and, uh, but they're really cool they're in, it's like yeah spiritual energy it's like super high with them so whenever I get around them it's always like it's always good it's like where I get most of my energy from I think that's wicked dude that's the best definitely what about you do you have kids I don't hopefully sometime soon yeah I'm, I don't know <laughs> hopefully out there somewhere I have some yeah, exactly they might yeah, no, <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be getting a text or an email soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're expecting, we're expecting, we're expecting an email. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, some. I'm, I'm totally down. I really, I really like how bizarre and fun kids are. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's. I find it really inspiring to be to have kids and stuff. And my, and my dad was a musician. Mm -hmm. Just like. Um, he played jazz and stuff when I was a, when I was a kid, so it doesn't seem like people are always like, "How do you balance music and having kids?" And uh, like, I don't really know what that question is about. It's just like I was going to say, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's just like balance. It's like just a job, you know. Everybody's, you know, it's not that different to like somebody who's like a fisherman and they have to be away for like six months of the year. Totally, yeah. But it's uh, uh yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a deal. Yeah. It's just it makes me feel like it's just a job. It's not like I'm living the dream really. It's just like I'm just Oh like, man, no, that's uh it's it's funny I was talking to um like a, fr a friend of mine in a band who was just saying, you know, it's like as soon as you have any semblance of a home life, it puts so many things into perspective about your art. You know, right. like as far as far as going out on the road and, and that part of it. Yeah. And it has to make you. You have it has to really count too. You can't just like go out yeah. and amuse yourself. It's got to be like, why am I out here? Yeah, it's <laughs> makes it. It's got to be kind of like, I don't know. It's got to be kind of right on all the time. Or else yeah. it's kind of like, why am I here? And it makes like those decisions. Those like, you know, the you know, like weird, the word dichotomy. Like, you know, have the like punk rock decisions to make about like whether you should do something or whether you shouldn't. It'll, it'll sure. make it easier when it's. When I have something like when I have my kids to think about, like we just, yeah, it's used for something. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like a the, we were we got booked to, to play in Israel, 
And then I had all these people. This is kind of a touchy subject, but I got contacted sure, by sure. all these people on both sides of the um, Palestine-Israel argument. But we'd already um, booked the show, and we were halfway through the tour. And uh, my instinct was to to kind of uh, to cancel the show, but mm-hmm. just like financially, it just wasn't. It was going to kind of like ruin the rest of the year. So oh, sure. I, had, I, I but I ended up making. It was like a really hard decision, but I ended up just. Deciding to play the show and then donate the, the um, profits to uh, UPA, and I thought like, well, you know, I'm just, and then and then I got by a lot of the uh, the BDS movement, like the, the boycott Israel movement. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but it was like I didn't, you know, and they were like kind of angry that I didn't cancel the show. But I was just kind of like, uh, you know, like next time I'll maybe make the right decision. But you know, I'm just I decided to uh, to just. Uh, do the thing that wasn't well, going to ruin my finances because I, I mean I would love to just be able to make like moral decisions. You know, I'd love if everything was just down to morals, but like in that particular thing, it was just like, well, we already booked the show and it's like too late now. Right. You know? So I don't know. I think it was helpful to them because I was just like, you have to contact the band before, you know, contact the booking agent in the band before so that you know. Because I thought like, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like what the Israeli government does, but like. You know, I'm sure our, our audience isn't like a bunch of like rabid, like uh, you know, Zionists. So I, I kind of had this idea. Yeah. It's like let's go play. I don't agree with what the American government's uh, foreign policy is either. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. You know. So anyway, so it was kind of weird decisions like that. But like having a family. Just no, I can't, and I completely, I completely get that. And it's not like you're saying I don't give a fuck. It's it's like you're saying this is not. At this juncture, it's not a viable. Yeah, not well, a viable I just was thing. like, yeah. just a, I'm just this little human who just has a family. Yeah, my, no, my of course, dude. Yeah, um, but yeah, it makes things like that, or like you know, if, if an if a, like a ad, like an ad comes up and they want sure to use it, I'm always just kind of like, well, what a, what is it going to do for my kids, or what is it going to do from you know? It's not like, yeah, I don't know. I don't care what people think about me in terms of like, dude. Rock. Um, <laughs> You know what? It's the one of the definitions of punk rock is doing whatever the fuck you want to, you know? <laughs> and uh it's it's completely, you know, you want to take care of your family, you're doing this thing. You know, it's not easy to make a living as an artist, you know, so you got to it's your job, you know? And you got to hit it. Yeah. talk about okay calculator dude you can talk to me about whatever you want and i'm just gonna say now i'm gonna break in and say there was so much um for a period of time there was i was really i wasn't hearing anything i liked at all like anything i liked at all and then like you know just like you you're touring you're playing you hear music all the time you're you're just kind of like on the road, like I, there's certain points where I stop knowing about bands. You know, it goes from that that period of just kind of like, oh yeah, this is coming out, this is coming out, this is coming out, and then in like 
38 and I'm just going to like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I hope, I hope it's great. You know, I hope you're into it, whatever you're doing. Um, but I remember exactly where I was. I was in this, uh, little, uh, restaurant in Williamsburg called Miller's. My friend Carmen was working there and I just got to say hi to her and I was leaving and it was a song from the, the first record from the self-titled record. Um, and I just stopped and I went back in. I was just like, Carmen, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? And she was just like, oh, it's this band, you know, from Portland. Da, da, da. And it was so refreshing to hear something that sounded, and not just refreshing. I was like, that sounds like something I should have listened to a long time ago. And I totally missed, you know. Um, and when I mean a long time ago, I was just like, 1998 or something you know like but the coolest part of that like something that was just like a, a wider more beautiful four track experience you know um anyway it you can ask me whatever the fuck you want i love your band i love what i love what you guys do and it's it's just it's really good to be able to to hang out and talk it's cool i just revisited that recently because i i used to listen to that a lot i, I got um I started listening to OK Calculator after I was already a big fan of the band. And actually, after we, or actually, my old band played, uh, supported you guys. The Mint Chicks. Yeah, yeah, in like yeah, month. And that was right when you guys were like the, you guys were like my favorite band. So it was like a big deal. Oh, cool, but then I went back to OK Calculator. It's like that that thing stands up as well as any of the records. I think. But, sure. Like, so I wanted to ask you, like, do you listen to that now and think? Oh, that stupid thing, or do because I think it's kind of a masterpiece. Oh, and I was man. just thinking, it's like these lines that, like, once I told myself I wouldn't touch your shoe with Hitler's dick. Like things that, like, oh, I don't know, buff, like Buffalo Girls, the fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I don't think. No, I don't think it's stupid at all. You know, it's it's funny <laughs> because. I've been cleaning. Um, when I moved to LA, I took a lot of boxes from the storage space I hadn't been to in like eight years. And I opened a box and it was, um, you know, like before someone would send you your, your label, whatever would be like, here's what everyone's saying about you. And you're just kind of like, I don't yeah. want to open that email. I don't really, I don't really care particularly. Yeah. But, you know, before that, your publicist would send you like his phone books of articles and stuff like that. So I found one of those boxes, <laughs> brought that in. I found this thing. Whoa. Which Dave and I silkscreened these to put on the uh, the CDs of OK Calculator right. when we started like leaving them. I found this shit in like a sketchbook and was just kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm old. It happened, I got old. <laughs> um, but that stuff, you know, it's like silkscreening, putting something on a sticker and putting it on a CD and like hiding it places, it's like... That's such an extension of just the, uh, you know, it's the first time I really found myself making art or music in a really free way, you know, that wasn't like trying to be something I learned or whatever, you know, it was like, it was really kind of, you know, just like DIY, you know, yeah. like, you know, the first time you record a song and you're like, holy shit, I can do that. I can put as much shit on here as I want. And maybe it's yeah. the wrong idea, <laughs> you know? but that whole that whole thing, it's like a lot of things just uh, felt like audio sketchbooks, you know. Yeah. And uh, when I met Dave, we just started like trading tapes and listening to each other's stuff, and made I think two songs. Um, 
but the rest of it was like stuff I'd recorded, like, you know, just like when I moved to New York or was in school or I wrote wrote Buffalo girls in the bathroom of a hotel that I was staying at (laughs) while I was shooting this movie called jump tomorrow. So I was acting in this movie after school. Yeah. It's this really weird thing where I was helping a friend write a script and then like, uh, and minimally helping him, and he was kind of like, "You should be in this. You should be in this short film while we're in school." It was at um, NYU for film. Yeah. He's like, "You should do it. Be in it." And so I was in it, and ended up winning this like acting award, and ended up that movie ended up winning like the the big film festival award. And like, I didn't give a fuck about acting. I was like, I want to be in my friend's shit. Um, and then there was a feature. He got money for a feature um, from the BBC, and so he got to make a feature version of this short film, which is whatever came out, whatever. But I was in this hotel room. I brought my four track because I just started making four track stuff and like it's probably like nineteen ninety-eight and this is like two thousand or something. Yeah. And um just was making songs um yeah in the bathroom. I bought a toy guitar at a at Toys R Us, like one of those uh just push button things. Like I think it was a WWF guitar, you know, right. that just played instant riffs. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And that was a lot of the like weird sh- shitty noises on that thing but it's just yeah it feels like a a cool old sketchbook or something that you find and it's really formative too like i listened to those songs and like you have a memory of a certain type of a freedom that you had where you're just like no one's gonna listen to this so i can just fuck around forever you know like the idea of someone hearing it was not even like that that first album that I made was like that where I was kind of like this isn't cool nobody's going to care about this it's just me and so it's funny because uh, you know you go from that like feeling of like I don't know what I heard was that you guys made that and like left it in like coffee shops and stuff Uh just just being randomly like okay let's just make stuff and then going from that to being like playing uh, uh, Wolf Like Me on like David Letterman and him like coming out just completely blown away like it's mind blown it's yeah. like crazy I, I can kind of like and I relate to that thing where you kind of look at the crowd and it's like a big crowd in some weird country and you're just like how did it get to this like yeah it, you know and I feel like I don't know you guys were a big influence on me uh, in that way where it's just like see, seeing this band that kind of it was just like oh man it just comes from this like pure beginning and so like no matter what no matter where your band goes i feel like it should be you know your creativity should always come from that kind of space of just being like in a room just kind of twirling around and like trying to find something you know completely and it gets i feel like the longer you're in um the longer you're doing that especially when it turns into your job it can be really hard to get back to that that feeling you know um yeah you know it's just super and you, you, but you have to on some level, however, like whatever the kernel of that might be, you know, you kind of, that's hopefully like the inspiration of it, but it's really, yeah, it's very weird when, I don't know, as, as you well know, it's the more people who hear your music, the, the stranger perspective you yourself can have on it, you wow. know, like just the, yeah. this awareness of, uh, you know. It's it sounds so basic to say it, but it's kind of just like I always go from the perspective of I hope people I really respect are into this, you know, right. or it's like yeah. you know, artists I respect. Like basically, it's like even dead artists is just like I hope they would think this is cool, you know, because they really inspired <laughs> me <laughs> to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
but then it's this other thing of just like, yeah, but you know, so you want to make it good, but then it's this, you got to go on tour and there's all these like kind of, uh, it's not a complaint at all, you know, but it's just like when someone knows your song, but a lot of people know a song and you're kind yeah. of like, I don't, it's kind of cool because it's not really yours anymore. It's something you can share. But at the same time, it's just like, like you said, like looking out and just being like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so performance wise, and I'm I'm just interested because, um, you know, speaking of writing alone in your room, you can really go to some places that are you know, very therapeutic, but uh, also kind of, you know, it's it's you. It's really uh, it's not. I don't want to say uh, vulnerable, but the state that you're in when you create it like yields a certain thing yeah. um, that you kind of achieve either in a few hours or a few days, and then you kind of like shape it. Um, but then going back out, like if there's a, a there are a few songs for me that were created, you know, in a really just very dark time, confusing times, and they kind of helped me put all those thoughts in a place instead of, you know, like all around uh, in whatever I was doing or seeing. Um, but then, you know, getting on stage when we first started and either still being in that place, you know, and playing show after show and being like, I'm in this, I have to go to this dark place to properly emote right. this thing. Yeah. And then you're suddenly like, actually, I can't fucking do that. Like, there's no, I, I can't put this much of myself especially since the emotion has passed and, you know, either you've forgotten it or you've healed yourself in some way. Like, I can't put this much into it. Um, so that got kind of confusing. But then I we were opening for Blonde Redhead, like, sometime in, like, 2004, 2005. And I got to watch them. And the first thing I was thinking is just, like, they're going to play some of the saddest songs, you know, that I've ever heard that were just sounds like they're in the middle of this pain you know and the show they played it was in a those songs like took on a more theatrical nature like not melodrama but performance of it and like i could just tell i was like they can't you can't be that sad and fucking rock out like that they're like really they're, you know yeah. they're it's a it's a translation of it you know and do you do you feel that when you're when you're performing do you feel like that's accurate or do you kind of like go into a a zone that fits uh, think the inception of the song? Uh, I think that I'm, I try to think about the root, like the roots of the song when I'm playing it every night, yeah. but it's sort of like, uh, it's just draining. I think I just like throw, throw myself at it anyway, even though like I know it's kind of like can be a little bit dangerous to kind of dwell on the things that maybe the reason you wrote the song was to try and mm -hmm. kind of, uh, make yourself feel better. You know, mm -hmm. to try and get it out, like, I don't know what you call it, like, exercise the, the, yeah, yeah. the way you're feeling. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely, like, uh, you know, without, like, imitating yourself, you have to be slightly different than than if you were, if you were reflecting on it. it sure. Like, for real. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it's always different. Sometimes I get too far into it. Like, sometimes I'll think, really think about the memory that, the song was about or something and then it will be like seriously like not a good thing and like distract, <laughs> me, distract me but I think people are watching you too and I think people people can see incredible incredible amounts of nuance in, in what's going on in your mind and I think that when you are having trouble psychologically when you're playing a song like the 
there are certain people that really care who are watching, who see it, who see the whole thing, and that that part of it is like really cool to me because I feel like a bit socially like um, isolated from people sometimes, and then so um, the idea of standing in front of like a bunch of people and like kind of going through these emotions and having other people recognize it and then be accepted by them, it's like a okay. big, it's a big deal to me. So I don't know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I, I think that's. Um I think you said it, you know, it's like when you when you go back into those songs, there's the um like there's the current of it, you know, like uh it's like the the energy of that whether it's reflective or kind of bombastic and you just kind of you, you like you said you end up throwing yourself at it anyway. Um yeah. so it's kind of like I I feel like for things like that I do kind of blank out, you know? Like right. I'm not very conscious of of what I'm doing besides being on the rail of this uh, this familiar path, and then yeah, you're right. You kind of look around and you're like, I, for whatever reason, this lonely thing connected with a lot of people, you know. Yeah. But you don't have to. Uh, you can be a method actor too, right? Like I was sure. just thinking about how um, I watched the Robert De Niro at the actors studio in the actors studio, the Robert De Niro one. Mm-hmm. And um, and he talks about how he uses animals as a model for his characters, oh, like yeah. like his characters might have an animal, which is kind of weird because I realize these those guys are a little bit more like uh, um, like they're doing they're like more a little bit more like comedians or something where they like sure, they're doing sure. impressions of something and then yeah, yeah. That, rather than going into like an emotional state and then have, hoping that that reflects in the way that they're acting, and then it's like uh, his uh, and he was talking about Taxi Driver. Robert uh-huh. De Niro was, and then he, and he, and he was saying that he based Travis Bickle on a crab, and then he's always coming in, he's always coming in from the side on everything, and it was just fascinating to me to be like, oh, okay, so he's just, it's as simple as that, like it looks right. like like the cool mannerism that he came up with, but really it's just that he's thinking about being a, that Travis Bickle is a crab, like his spirit animal is a crab or whatever. Right, right. And, um, but then when, uh, like when I first heard. Uh, um, when I first heard TV on the radio, it was the, the first out, al- the first uh, album, uh, Desperate Use, and uh, it sound like I didn't even understand what I was hearing at first. Like when I, when somebody first played it to me, uh, like I didn't know, like I, I could I had no references for it. I was going <laughs> to ask you, like what, like. But you know how you think, like, wow, how did Travis Bickle come up with that character? But then he goes, oh, oh no, completely. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was thinking, like, how did you guys, like, because uh, you guys, uh, it's like even now, like, when I listen to it, it's not something I can easily reference, like, come up with references for, or like, and it's also been like, you can hear, like, a, lo- a lot of pieces of TV on the radio and, like, a lot of indie rock and hip hop uh, stuff, like, especially, like, indie hip hop that came after. But, like, what, what did you guys think? Could like think you were doing at the time? Like, what was going on in your head when you first started to like develop what what would be like the TV on the radio sound? Like, what people would think of being the TV on the radio sound? Zero, like, zero fucking idea what we were doing. Like, <laughs> zero idea, you know, because we'd come off of uh, we made the um, we made Young Liars the EP. You know, Dave and I made that after. It was weird. So we put out a calculator and that was, you know, Lark, super fun. And then 9-11 happened. Pretty much after 9-11, it was, uh, you know, we decided, as as most of our friends did, to just, you know, it's 
if he had a job, a lot of people quit their jobs and just were like, fuck it, I'm going to play music full time. I'm going to do this full time. Like there's no real reason to not, to not do that. Um, and that's when Dave and I, um, and we started, we made paintings together and like sold them, which sit in front of the F C UK in, uh, in Soho and sell paintings and like, get kicked out of there. But, um, so just roommates making shit. And then that happened. We stayed inside and pretty much made young liars that winter. Yeah. Um, and then it got into the hands of, I think, yeah, Dave gave it to Corey from Touch and Go Records. Yeah. Um, and he signed us, which I didn't know what that meant. I was kind of like, yeah. oh, I like Touch and Go. They're just going to put our record out. And we were both just <laughs> like, yeah, that's great. I love Touch and Go. You know, da, da, da. Yeah. Um, but then it was, you know, like we had to make a, we had to make an album, <laughs> you yeah. know, after that. And uh, it was kind of, it's weird because one of the songs from the album we already made, we uh, staring at the sun, I think was in on desperate youth too. And we'd made that earlier. Um, But everything else, you know, it was like the first time that, that I'd ever been in a studio, you know, um, Kip had a band called fall in love and I think they'd been in a studio and made stuff, but we basically went in and just, did whatever, you know, like tried to write some songs in the studio, which is always really difficult for me. Um, so I don't really know. Like, it's so weird because I'd have to go and listen to it again to, <laughs> to, to trigger some stuff that I think I might have like locked off for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but on, but the fee- the honest feeling was cool. Like we're going to, we're going to do this. Let's head in and do it. It was not, I mean, it wasn't easy, you know, cause everyone yeah. suddenly has ideas about what an album is, you know, and like what it, what it uh, needs to be. But I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty honest uh, document document of where we were at the time. You know, it's just kind of confused and trying to, a little bit scared, you know, trying to, trying to figure out the, the reality of where we were. Cause it was really was like, you know, New York, like, I'm so tired of saying post 9-11, you know, it's like it shouldn't be the the mark of time passing, universal time. But, you know, it's uh, it was a really kind of claustrophobic, like, uh, just strange, you know, really strange experience. There's some, I feel like there's some times when you're writing songs and, I don't know, it's like a, a meditation or a prayer, you know, and that was one of the times that I felt like, whatever we were doing um, or writing felt more like that sort of deal, you know, than let's make a bunch of songs. It's kind of like, what do we, I don't know. For me, it's like, I, I got to get whatever uh, energy that's in me. That's sometimes, you know, not that I'm not initiating at times, you know, I got to get it through somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's anywhere near a satisfactory answer. No, that's, but, that's what uh, it sounds like to me. I mean, it sounds like you didn't have any references. Like you were just kind of just going like, let's do like making a bunch of really bold moves and just being like, what? It just feels, this feels like expression. What I'm, I'm expressing something now. So that's, that's it. I don't know. You yeah. Know, it sounds judge, without judging it aesthetically or giving anybody a chance to be like, to make it more accessible so that people can understand oh. what they're listening to. Cause it was like a shocking it's, it was it's like a pretty shocking album like it's I, I wish I could revisit like how um, 
how little like idea I, I had at the time of what I was listening to, you know, like, cause I, mm-hmm. it's cause I, all I remember is the feeling of being like, I don't even know what this is. Like, I don't even know. It, it was like, and I think it, it made me, it made me separate these two different ideas. Like sometimes you're making something and you know what you're doing and sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to drop that whole idea and just start, um, it becomes more transcendent. Like you're just, it's more about the effect of, of what or what's going on and you don't know if it's good or bad you just know that oh, it's totally like that you're just throwing it at the wall because you got to get it away from you somehow yeah, you know yeah. watch watch what it comes out as you know yeah, yeah very much so. it's better music comes out better that way but it's not always it's not always where like i, I don't always find myself in that place sometimes i'm in more of like a i want to want a comfort zone and be able to mm-hmm. say like okay now i'm doing like i'm doing this style of music or i'm kind of feeling oh like totally that. Yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna make something that I would listen to, like that I would listen to when I was 16, that I would listen right. to when I'm, you know, <laughs> like I do that a lot now, where I'm just like, you know, because you don't want to. It's not that you don't want to be in that place, but like you said, it's just like you're. It's it's not the only place you can be in, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, a lot of songs I've written, I kind of thought, you know, I was a fucking music snob when I was 16, like so I kind of want to write something that I would have been like, yeah, this is. It's good, you know. Really, it's fucking good. You guys, you guys need to know about this. You stop listening to that Enya bullshit. Listen to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you? Um, I was going to ask you as far as uh, lyrics go. Yeah. Like what? I know it happens in a bunch of different ways, but is is it something that's pleasant for you? Is it something that's just kind of whatever or? Do you really, hate it? It's kind of hard. I don't hate it. I just like it's kind of hard. Like I, I am. I'm. Tr- I'm always like gathering um, phrases from from stuff these days. A lot of the times, I'm I'm like cannibalizing from things that I'm texting people. Like <laughs> I'll be like texting uh, texting someone I'm in a relationship with, and then I'll find myself saying things that that are, are really honest. And then and then I these days I just the most beautiful things that I say to people, I just kind of prostitute those now. I just like, it's a horrible thing in some ways, but like, it's what, it's almost like I'm eat like everything that I live. I can, I, I feel like everything that I say, I'm like eating that and taking it and I'm, and, and I'm taking it away and putting it aside for later. And like things that I hear people say sometimes or like mm-hmm. things, uh, feelings that I'm having or experiences like, um, I'm like gathering these like sentences that seem to kind of take a lot of feeling and distill them down to a few words. And so I like have a bunch sure. of that stuff that I collect. And then later, I, <clears throat> later I want to take all those things and, um, and put them into families and, and like see mm-hmm. which ones totally. uh, relate to, to each other and then sure. gather them together. So I, I kind of do that. Like, um, but it's the hardest, it's kind of the hardest part. Like the music part is comes a lot easier because I feel like the music part is a little bit more like um, if I get in the right zone, then I'll um, not to be pretentious, but like I'll be receiving like I'll be receiving it from somewhere. So I'm kind I of totally like, hear you, yeah. And I'm if like, you leave oh, yourself open to it, it's going to show up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have faith that like when I sit down, I'm gonna I can get it. I can get the the, the musical ideas, but the lyric stuff is almost like I have to live things. Like it's the same thing. I'm still gathering it from life. But that's what just, I mean. Yeah, that's I what can, I was. 
can't sit in a room and get lyrics. You know, I no, have to go out and build and like make mistakes. I really kind of like most of my lyrics come from mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> life mistakes that make me go like, what did I just do? How did I get here? And then like, then I have to try to explain it to myself. No, of yeah. course. Yeah. If you, you could uh, eventually release a book of poetry called, what did I do? Two <laughs> 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 readings. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you? I mean, a lot of times the same, same sort of deal. Um, or maybe like four or five years ago, I uh, got into this place where it was kind of you know you're just a little bit don't have don't have much to to pick from that you think is interesting lyric wise. Um, so yeah, I went into like some really old emails um, from you know relationships like the yeah. the long I'm you know whatever I'm, I'm 26 I'm gonna write you fucking like yeah. three three yard email about how I love you and you're wrong. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and went through that. And, you know, you find certain things um, that you can you can take out from there and use them. And it's, I feel like if it's something you said to someone, it's the same as you, you know, you're writing it. Yeah, tearing it down somewhere. You're writing your, you're writing down the conversation you had and taking from it. Um, but yeah, with a lot of you know, sometimes you, I just sit there and think. I don't know. A lot of the time, I I tend to uh, well, not a lot of the time. Every day, I try to get up and and write for about you know fifteen minutes, um, pretty timed. You know, like free association. You know, try not to really, um, if I can avoid it, talk about my day or <laughs> my you know my uh, what I what I want to do. Um, although it's you know turns into that too, but just like free writing and like lifting stuff from that can get really um is useful at least you know as a starting starting point yeah um, i have this thing where it's like i i write things that sometimes i think that sometimes i'll write things and i think they're surreal but right somehow and i think oh this is this makes no real sense but it like it fits the song feels right. yeah yeah it feels right but then a year later i'm like oh my god i just told everybody exactly how i felt about that situation like and you realize like man i was being really honest but it wasn't it's not surreal at all it's like super yeah. confessional and like i just i just gave away exactly what i'm feeling but right. it, was, it took me like a year of being on tour and singing the song right. over and over to be like that's not surreal that's like su i mean i explained not, exactly yeah that is <laughs> the worst like, worst yeah. metaphor ever because it's just yeah. me talking about yeah just me saying what happened exactly as it happened yeah. it's so weird and i yeah so there's a lot of that too it's like i feel like there's a lot of uh stuff that's going on it has nothing to do with like uh your um, frontal lobe yeah yeah it's a it's a real uh it's almost like forecasting sometimes too where you're you yeah. you kind of go like you're saying you put something down that's really surreal and it ends up happening or you yeah you recognize it later i think yeah. that's uh, that's what I, I i i always try to avoid saying that but so i'm so glad you said that because i always feel like sometimes i'm writing a song and i think that it's a surreal song or it's a song about the idea of a relationship and then a year later it plays out and the song is about something that hasn't hadn't happened to me yet or maybe i was i i planned it and then I and then it came true or something, and that's mm -hmm. that's really a trip. That's like the reason why I think I stay 
doing this is because I, you, you know, you're in this like adventure where you kind of, um, there are these unexplained things like that where you think like, I wrote a song about a relationship that I hadn't had and then a year and a half later I was in that relationship. It's like weird. Yeah. And, and, uh, Totally, the, and the conditions under which it happened, and the you know these weird yeah. bullet points of a relationship or, or an yeah. event. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. I mean, and I'm I'm glad that you uh, recognize that too, because I yeah, there's a lot of a lot of about staying whether whatever you. I mean, there's a lot about being human that is is completely bizarre, you know. And uh, the I feel like the idea of uh, when. People talk about magic, and I wish there was another word for yeah. magic because yeah, it's not a top hat and cards or like you know <laughs> a cauldron, you know, yeah, yeah. crystals. There's a crystal place down the street for me. I refuse to believe it's magical. <laughs> it's a theological friend. That's uh, yeah. so, but you know, it really does turn into this like a. Uh, you can't, you know, it. You speak things into being sometimes, and it's a, like it's a weird. Yeah, the idea of like, did I plan that? Was I already on this on this rail? But like, I yeah, I definitely no, I definitely know what you mean. And um, there have been, yeah, it's a strange thing. Yeah, have you ever had? It's exciting because you never know what's going to happen, and it's always kind of like it doesn't. It's, it's not scientific. It doesn't like make any sense in any way. But it's like, but it, it keeps. Ha- you know, it's like one of the things where you think, you know, my connection to any kind of God is just that I feel like there's something that keeps giving me songs, and those songs like keep me in in business kind of thing. So it's like, oh, it's, it's true. Well, that's real. Yeah. It's like it's a real thing. Like. Uh, it's a yeah. very real thing. I could tell. I mean, uh, whatever. I could tell you later or something. But there are definitely songs where I don't. You know, you. So you, you choose your words about about uh, spiritual things, but like I know for myself, I sometimes say something to a friend, and they'd be like, "All right, man, I don't really. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's cool. I don't want to join your cult." And I'm like, "I'm not in a cult." <laughs> what else to call this shit yeah. you know so it's a period of time where you feel like where I definitely felt like for uh, to use a generalized recognizable word it's like God sticks its finger into the back of your head and just kind of does that for a while and you're just sort of yeah, like yeah. I, don't, I don't know where that's coming from I don't but it uh, but exactly it it it's a uh, it keeps you in business it's like a real it's a real it's it's just you're right it's encouraging yeah, and it's uh, and it, makes, it helps with your ego as well because you you can stay the same, and mm-hmm. then if if somebody thinks that something you did was good, you can always go like, oh yeah, yeah, that's good, it was good, but it wasn't like specifically this 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 ego part of me or whatever I think of as me that actually brought in this. this. Yeah, it's like maybe no. I'm just think of myself as like a, the messenger boy, and that keeps me like keeps me feeling like the same. It's like Sure. What anybody says about dead or whatever, you can always feel like, okay, cool, and then you kind of give past that over, pass it like all the compliments over, and just be like gracious that you get to be like a part of it and stuff like that. And, Absolutely, man. Like it's for me, it's you know, it's a feeling of of gratitude that uh, is is best expressed by making more shit. You know, like yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really, <laughs> yeah, it's a real, it's a very real thing. 
don't talk too much Need to shut them up Yeah, I'd rather be alone Can you, can you feel that rumble? All this borrowed time, it's been running out It's the ending of the show I had this other thing I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, yeah, please. There was this thing that you said uh, in an interview. I couldn't find it online, but I think I remember. Like, it made an impact on me. It must. I think you said in an interview quite quite a long time ago. I remember uh, you were talking about people asking you if it felt weird to be black and and making rock. <laughs> and you said, and you something. I think this. Is the, I don't know if this is the exact quote, but you said something very close to. That's the most. I think that uh, I think that's the most ridiculous cultural amnesia imaginable. I think that was exactly yeah, what I was saying. And I remember reading that. I remember reading that and thinking like that had a big impact on me, like um, because it was like something that I would have uh, thought that I would have felt like unable to, like it wasn't wasn't okay to say. And I was like, is it okay to? S- can we start saying stuff like that now? Like, is that how ridiculous that is? And, uh, but yeah, it was like, it was like, uh, I remember getting really, I don't know, it just stuck with me, uh, from, from when I read it. It must have been, it could have been like 10 years ago, something. But. Could, yeah. I mean, I feel like I was going to say that that answer probably came, um, after having been asked it in a lot of interviews. Yeah. And at first, just being you know, baffled, I was just like, what yeah. are you? <laughs> you know, and I got what I got what people would mean. They're just like you know, playing rock. Some people would say indie rock, and I'd be like, okay, you're referring to the present. You're referring to like you know, and also it's like that's not fucking weird. We have a band. Like we made, we made. If it was weird, we wouldn't have done it. Probably. Yeah, you know, yeah. it felt if it felt weird. But then as I kept getting asked, you know, especially by people who were you know like uh, it's not just someone's zine. It's like I'm coming to you from spin magazine and just like you're a fucking right. music journalist yeah. man like you should be yeah. on some level at least a minor cultural historian at least regarding <laughs> rock and roll you know yeah. like but it's, it's not sp- like it's funny to me that no one ever brought it up you know yeah yeah i mean it's like who's but i mean that's uh yeah no i think it's more like it was it's okay to say that just be- because uh I don't, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think the thing was like I related more to your answer than to the question. But I realized that the question was the prevailing uh, status quo. Like it was more oh, yeah. normal to ask you that question than it was for you to reply with your answer. But your answer was the truth. It was like <laughs> really weird. I was kind of like, well, this is this is super important. Like this, what he just said was super important. And it was oh, like, God. yeah, yeah. So anyway. It was uh, it was cool. But no, I just, you gotta. Uh, I feel like it's a. Uh, it took me so long to realize or even care about thinking about who was talking to me when they were gonna, you know, when it was an interview. Yeah. 
you know, like it, for, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm getting interviewed, you know, and then it's kind of like, oh, that means all sorts of shit, you know, <laughs> like words. Yeah, yeah. Someone can take a third of what you say and put it in and then uh, fabricate the rest or somebody can cut and paste a bunch of shit from different articles and put their name on it or somebody can, uh, you know, like or, or you just have a conversation with somebody who you would probably hang out with otherwise, you know, even if it wasn't, you know, a situation, but it's a, a part of me, you know, it's like, you, I also feel like there's really nothing to lose by, you know, by saying that kind of thing to someone like obvious truths where you're just kind of like, I don't know, man, check it out. You know, <laughs> it's like, you, you're fucking up right now. Um, I think uh, being in New Zealand, like being uh, Polynesian and playing in like a punk band in mm -hmm. New Zealand, it was like something that I was kind of running into a lot. Like me and my brother were, because you know Polynesians like, why are you in a why are you in a punk band? It's oh, dear, I'm like, so sorry. You're why would I not bit. be in a punk band? Like what 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 is race like? Why would race have anything to do with uh, with what um, instrument I picked up or whatever? So I don't know. It kind yeah, of sure. made me realize that you can like move, you can like move into whatever area you want to, as long as you have like authenticity. And it's actually the fu in the future, it's not going to be weird. But if you, you know, yeah, sure. you might with some awkward like idiotic stuff. <laughs> but it's like uh, you just go go ahead and like make the music. Like you don't you don't uh, have to worry about it because it was uh, it was hard. It was kind of hard for a while to. Uh, to feel like that I wasn't white enough to make to play the guitar or something for a while, and then I realized like it gave me like this idea that it's like fuck that, that's so ridiculous, you know. It's completely ridiculous, you know. It's it's made for the time being because we could have a three-hour discussion about how ridiculous it is. Um, <laughs> we could just say it's completely <laughs> fucking ridiculous, and um, yeah, I mean also. Like you said, in the future, uh, it's not it's not going to be a huge deal, yeah. At all, you know. Um, and maybe we're experiencing the first part of that not being a huge deal, you know. Or maybe it's going to be, I don't I don't know. But um, it's the the whole you know that Lee Scratch Perry quote when they asked him like, well, what kind of music are you making, you know? And he said, I'm making you know, future music for future children. And it was kind of just like, I love you, Lee. You're crazy, <laughs> crazy. You're a crazy person. You're a crazy magical wizard. Um, and I love you. You know, and you think that's, yeah, it's, oh my God, it's so, it's so narrow. It's so narrow, that line of, uh, of questioning. It's like, it's like important. It's almost like important to like go for, to, fuck with people even more I feel like maybe that's just like oh, yeah. creative like um, inspiration I think to inspire you creatively to be like oh wait I thought this was totally fine to kind of do this <laughs> but it seems like weird this is pushing buttons so I mean I like go do it even more like yeah yeah maybe I'm gonna find bigger buttons <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly
Are you going to be home for a while now? Um, I think I'm I'm back not very long, like um, just over a week now, and then we okay. go to Australia and New Zealand. And I'm gonna awesome. yeah, it's cool. Awesome. New Zealand be cool. I'm gonna tour with my dad, share a hotel room with my dad for, for That's a week. Cool. He's playing. Uh, he's gonna play um, horns on stage with us. So it'd be cool. That's awesome. I'm looking forward. I feel like that's not going to be like a normal tour thing. It'll be like nice. It'll have like, I don't know. It'll be cool. Hopefully. hopefully yeah. We don't each other. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Were you, um, do you feel, is it, is it a better feeling? I don't know. I mean, I guess this, I, I'm just assuming it would be like playing at home, you know? Yeah. Just it's like, hard. it's hard. Do you feel, yeah. do you feel like, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's like there's a, uh, it's it's been the the hardest sell has been like UMO New Zealand. It's so really? far. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's 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 felt that way. Like Australia, not really. Like Australia has always been really supportive, and the band has kind of been like, yeah, it's almost been like Europe or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. It's weird. I, it's like that thing. Uh, like, not that, not that it's like. Um, it's that useful for me to think about like race a lot, but I think that's there's something about like being Polynesian. That's like when I'm there, it's like there's a lot. I feel like a lot of assumptions about what what I am that I don't feel in other places. Like in, in America, it's just like, like wow. nobody knows what a Polynesian is. So I'm just like free. Yeah. <laughs> but like I go back to like it's like yeah. weird to say that in a, in, a, in the states, but it's like uh, but I go back to no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, feel like it, I, I don't know if I'm paranoid, but like. Uh, I don't know if I'm paranoid, but whenever I go back to New Zealand, I always get this. I feel like this kind of like, "Who do you think you are?" thing, got like yeah. thing. But I don't know. Maybe that's partly like paranoia for like years of paranoia. Well, if <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of paranoia is insanely justified. So you know, <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's weird for we we. Uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and it was weird for me going back there because yeah. it was kind of. It's like a very strange thing, you know. Like, if I feel like if you go back to uh, any place, you feel like you didn't fit in as a kid or teenager. There's always a little bit of like, there's always a little bit of paranoia, and I, I yeah. feel like that also gives the shows a little bit more of a fuck you, where you're just like, yeah, no, yeah. this is, this yeah, is yeah. where I'm from, and you yeah, came, you came to see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I already have your money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> There's a. Um, I don't. Even, I don't know if you were even into the uh, the Violent Femmes for a second. Yeah, but sure. uh, there's a song. I forget what a record it was on, but the song is called um, "I'll Make More Money." Uh, I'll make I'll make more money tonight than you've ever dreamed of, and the uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the lyric is, I fucking love them. But the lyric is. I'll make more money tonight than you've ever dreamed of. You thought I was strange. Just look at me now. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're lucky, I'll play your city. And you can come see me if you've got the money. (laughs) (laughs) So fucked up. So good. (laughs) Oh man! Well, dude, have a good uh, have a good rest at home, and uh, have a good. So, do you ever? You, but you're in Portland now, like yeah. 
you I'm actually at a hotel right now because me and my wife are on a, like a staycation kind of thing. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, well, yeah, enjoy your time off and have a, have a good rest of tour. And um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, and maybe we can type each other our information. Okay. Get sure. you that stuff. Okay. Cool. Man, this has been uh, a dream come true, man. Thank you so oh, much. Likewise. <laughs> so fun. So fun. <laughs> Cool. Well, I'll, t- I'll talk to you soon. Checked into my heart and trashed it like a hotel room. Who is your daughter? Is she? She wants to bury me in Austin or never she go. She don't want to be a man oh, 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 She wants to be your love And that's it for this edition of the TalkHouse Music Podcast. Thanks to our producer-engineer, Elia Einhorn. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the TalkHouse Music Podcast on iTunes, and every week you'll get fascinating conversations between smart, notable musicians of all genres and generations. And if you can, by all means, rate and review us on iTunes. You can also visit our SoundCloud page. And to read smart, notable musicians writing about new music, please do visit thetalkhouse.com music. <laughs>